From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. This, this is our New Year's Eve Eve podcast. Yeah, so, so boom. We're going to make this all about goals. Yeah. Setting goals, reflecting your goals, how to set the goals, how to reverse engineer your goals, what kind of goals to set. Yeah. We don't really have any kind of like major script right now. We're just going to riff on, hey, what is... What <laughs> Not is, that we ever have a major script. We never have a major script. But... but <laughs> yeah, everybody goes, do, do you and Josh prepare for the podcast? Nope, not really. <laughs> we kind of wing it because we want That's it to be authentic. Of a podcast. We want it to, to come from the heart. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. Around this time of year, it is amazing how everybody sets goals and everybody has this like is it nostalgic like kind of like you start thinking about your life and yeah, yeah. Just like, reflective you start yeah. reflecting and what yeah. you've accomplished and what you've done and what type of person you when are when does that tend to hit you what? does it tend to hit you around now or is it like that's a great question because like i'm a new year's eve guy it's like oh crap on new year's eve no it tends to hit me much sooner i think well easily for the company because we when we start our strategic planning as we call it yeah you know i'm you, you get into that mode but um, I'm probably there around Thanksgiving. Mm. It's like the gratitude. You know, we interview Kim Angeli, yeah. our gratitude girl. She's all about gratitude. And you naturally think gratitude around Thanksgiving. Start about what you're grateful it's for. It's weird how it's like we have conditioned ourselves culturally that the goals, like it's, you know, the end of the year is when you set all your goals. But right. statistically, I don't know the statistics, fact check this, Andrea, but the statistics are alarming. Like barely, I think it's less than 10%. Keep their Keep goal. Their goal. Keep their goal. Keep their goal. And most people have given up on their goal by like March. Ariel's going to fact check it, producer Ariel. Yeah. But it's like most people give up on their goal by March. Why is that? Here I think is the thing that has been really impacting me lately. And I'm a huge fan of Ed Milet, so i got to give credit where credit's due. Man, Ed Milet is another one. I would just die if we could interview him. So Ed Milet, I have to tag, tag you in this, po- this podcast. But man, I would clipped. love to interview this guy because he's freaking amazing. I need a... Eight percent. Wow. Eight percent do the entire. Eight percent after thirty days. Eight percent keep yeah. their goal for the entire year. It is amazing, and you know what's so funny? And speaking of Ed Milet, he talks about confidence, right? And confidence is one of the key things. If you're in sales, confidence is one of the absolute key things to help you close a deal. There's something about your persona; it affects your tone, your inflection, everything that gets people to want to buy from you. People want to buy from people they look up to. They don't want to buy from people they look down to or at. They want to buy from someone they look up to. Your confidence, though, he says, he believes your confidence is created by promises that you've kept to yourself. So he says, he talks about confidence being preparation, which I have always said confidence really comes from preparation. But he says it's more than that. It's more than just preparation. It's deeper than that, where it's actually you, you set a promise to yourself, a goal, mm-hmm. and you kept it. Yeah. And in your power of keeping the promises to yourself, you've built self-confidence that I can do it. And here we are, 8% of people keep the promise that they made at the end of 2020. And why is that? I think it is because, and this is another big thing that Ed Milet has taught me over the years, so is your standards, and this is what I ranted about today at our sales meeting, is your standards are going to be the thing that makes or breaks you. And what's so interesting is, you know, you'll never outgrow the vision and the standards of that you have for yourself. Right. You'll never outgrow that. So Josh will never be greater 
than the standards that he himself has created for himself. Yeah. Think about that for a yeah. second. Like if you think, I'll, I'm going to close, it's going to be amazing to close 30 it's deals. It's winning the lottery. In, in order to exceed your own, it's winning the lottery. It's crazy. Something, some outside influence has to do it, it for you. It, so it's my problem. When you think about it that way, you go, holy crap. I'm literally, and Tony Robbins talks about it, like you've written a story on your life. Mm -hmm. Like you've written the story of who you are. Your 2020 has already been written. Right. Your 2020, as you think about it, has already been written because you're telling yourself a narrative and you're going to play out the narrative. Why? Because the thoughts you think constantly, day in and day out, will influence the actions you take. Right. And that's why it's all about, why do we set goals? You set goals because you're trying to create the narrative of the life you want and you're trying to direct the narrative of the life you want and influence what you want out of your life. Yeah. And the problem that so many people have, heck, 8% of people seem to make it, is we have such low standards. Tom Brady, I read this article and I shared this with our sales team, read an article from Rob Gronkowski, or it was about what Rob Gronkowski was saying about the Patriots. Now, he was the tight end for the Patriots, amazing guy with Tom Brady for years, won multiple Super Bowls. And he said one of the things he doesn't miss, and it was kind of like a joke in a way, but one of the things he doesn't miss is the negativity in the Patriots locker room. Right. And what he was referring to is Tom Brady, they were talking about how it was 10-1 and one at the time. He's 10 wins, ten wins one, one loss. loss. Yep. And he's unhappy. Everyone else will be thrilled. And Tom Brady is unhappy, unhappy at 10 wins and one loss. Why? Because he's looking at the 10 wins. He has such high standards for himself. He set such high goals for himself that the 10 wins, they didn't win them the correct way. Could've they didn't win them. They could have been better. Yep. And the one loss, obviously, mistakes. they yeah. could have been better. And right. then I read another article that I share with the team about LeBron James. Now, if you guys don't like sports athletes or you don't like sports, I mean, you could find this in any probably realm. But, you know, I'm a fan of sports. So LeBron James, he... he they basically overhear him cussing out the um, other players on the team. Mm -hmm. And he was cussing them out for not hustling hard enough. And I think it was they were up by like 30-something points. <laughs> and he was mad because we're they winning, hustling. man. What are you doing? Yeah, they, they weren't hustling down the court enough to make the layup. And he's like, none of you want an effing layup, blah, 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 blah. Dude. And the, the point being is like... Tom Brady, LeBron James, put in who you want at the top of their class. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, whoever you want, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet. They're relentless right. when it comes to the standards, i.e. the goals yeah. that they've set in their life. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time in our own company. And if you're listening to this, you've probably experienced this, where you've set goals, you've hit those goals, and you're, you're okay with that. Like, that's... That's satisfied you. And what we're always trying to get across to the team, and you say this in morning meetings all the time, and our CEO, Steve, who's been on the podcast, says this all the time. Yeah. We constantly then, as soon as we hit a goal, increase the goal. As soon as we hit a goal, increase the goal. Yeah, you have to. We didn't hit a goal, increase the goal. Increase like, it. it's continuously pushing yourself. Otherwise, you won't get anywhere near. I watched well, a video recently on um, that Grant Cardone put out. He's sitting there on a beach, and, you know, he's got his daughters there on the beach. Gets, yeah. It was two things that led him to success were, number one, waking up early. Mm -hmm. And then number you hear two, that a lot from every morning people. he would write down two things. One would be an unachievable goal, something that he could never imagine actually being able to hit, yeah. and then a, a quote. So whether it's a quote from hmm. someone else or a quote that he himself needed to hear that day. And that's the idea. It's like stop worrying about whether you can actually achieve it or not and start aiming for higher than you think you can achieve. Now, after that, I think um, comes in the next part of this, which is... So you have a goal, well, how are you going to hit it? Because yeah, a goal without a plan is just a wish, yeah. right? So you have to start implementing a plan. 
And that's where we get into and what we've preached here and we've really found uh, a couple years ago helped us tremendously in our business is we just began reverse engineering every goal. Yep. So we had a revenue goal as a business. We worked backwards and said, well, how much do we have to increase our revenue each year? And then from there, it's, well, what's bringing in the revenue? Yeah. You know, Correct. Is, it, is it current existing clients? Is it new sales? And so backing it all the way back, and we actually have a leads calculator that we'll include in yeah, the so show notes download this. of this uh, podcast. But basically what it does is it takes everywhere, and the reason why we ask about leads all the time on, on this podcast, every guest you're asking, yeah, about, where, where, where do your leads where come from? Where are you getting from? leads from? How do, you How do they them? convert? How, what percentage do they convert Correct. at? And that's because ultimately it all can be tracked backwards to a single action. Mm-hmm. And each step along the way has a conversion rate and if you know you need 50 sales, yep. you can figure out how many leads you need to generate. And then your activities each day for that year, you can then be one of the 8% that every day you're doing the activities. <laughs> It'd be interesting to do a study of like how many business or how many salespeople hit quota. I'm sure, maybe you should look that up, Ariel. I'm sure there's probably a stat out there that says how many salespeople actually hit goal or hit quota. And it's the same, in sales, it's so powerful to reverse engineer because it dictates you, what you should do every day. Right. That's the power of reverse engineering. So if you're a real estate agent listening to this, you actions. cannot go into 2020 without first setting, well, how many transactions, how many sides do you want to do this year? Like, is it going to be 30 transactions that you want to do? And then you break down from there, how are you going to get those transactions? And what's the best way to tell what you're going to do in the future is to look at what you've done in the past. Now, if you're brand new, you got to start from maybe some industry standards and you can find those online or you can go to your brokers, probably even a better avenue for you to go because they can give you some averages Mm. of what they've seen. But is reverse engineering down and going, okay, where did I get my deals from in the past? Like when we look at Steve and my brother's business, over 40 something percent of his deals come from his SOI, his sphere of influence. So he knows, hey, if I'm gonna do 120 deals this year, man, 40% of them are gonna come from my sphere of influence, which I need to concentrate then on how how do I- And how does he know that? He began his business, and this is credit to you, coaching him every day and calling him- You're dang right, Steven. So if you're listening to this, you owe me a lot of credit. (laughs) But he began his business year one tracking, okay, I got a lead. Where did that come from? I got a transaction. Where did that come from? So he spent his first two and a half years. He's got all of his conversion rates. Now, what we're saying and what you're saying now is, hey, if you don't have those yet, let's say you're three, four years in, or maybe you're maybe you're longer in and you're struggling, yep. you want to re- rejuvenate sure. your business, go look up the stats. Gary Keller wrote a book called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Yeah, that's great. It's point. got every single conversion point possible in there. The only ones that's missing are things like, you know, what should your Facebook leads convert at? But he's got what the industry average for um, a listing appointment to listing is. And then it's like 85% of listings then sell. So just plug those stats into a spreadsheet. And like I said, we have one for you where we have those plugged in. If you're in real estate and if you're in another industry like financial service or insurance. You or, can find them. I'm sure you we can have find hairdressers them on, that listen. on Google. We have, we have a perfume sales guy that listens to this, I believe, because he's but reached how out often, to me a like, couple of times. Start so thinking about it. If you, if you own a saloon, or is it a saloon, a saloon or a salon? salon. <laughs> if you own a saloon, I'm bored, people. <laughs> I have Andrew, no hair. Andrea and Ariel are cracking up. A saloon. When you own a saloon, how many people come in to drink? No, like, it's come like on, a wild, stop, stop. it's the Wild West. If you yeah. own a salon, right, yeah. you know probably how often, or go back into your books and start figuring out how many times do people come into your salon to get a coloring, yeah. a haircut, whatever? I don't. Yeah. How many times do you get your haircut? Uh, is it every three months yeah. for people and to have hair? And can we just say, why are women's haircuts so expensive? There's a lot. 
I mean, I'm sorry, that's tangential, but man, it's so expensive. It's like, Meg and I was like, I was like, wow. It's like, I'll get like a $15 haircut and it's just like 120, 130. I know it's more hair and it's obvious, but come on. Come on, it's not worth that much Yeah, to not get us off topic too much. No, but you're right. It's it's tracking, okay, where are you getting your clients coming from? Yes. And then what that will obviously direct you to do is it directs you on your action, your action in marketing, your action in outreach. But what I'm saying is go even deeper and, and if, like go back and look at your book of client appointments. Count how many people stopped coming to you. That's your. Oh, that's a great. Rate. Yeah, to even count see how from many the negative they're side. coming. Count when they come into your business, and then how many appointments you get out of them. So if they're coming yeah. in in June, you know you're only going to get two appointments out, right. or maybe get three. Maybe they go more in the winter or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's 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 information that you have. Then you then you know how many clients do I need to bring in each quarter of 2020, right. and then it's just a matter of now you're going back to, okay, where am I getting them from? Where yeah. are those leads coming from? Is that yeah. coming from my social media? Correct. Is it coming from coupons, the coupon clippers? Is it coming from uh, display ads? Yeah. Yeah, do you do, marketing. if you're in real estate, how many cold calls? It yep. really is so interesting because business, like especially in real estate, but I, I guarantee you it's in insurance, finance, it's all these, it's actually really, really simplistic. Real estate almost the easiest I, I, I it's, hate to say that because it's a transaction it's it's so you know, simple in concept like right. of what you need to do but for some reason it's really really hard for people to stay consistent oh yeah. in what they yeah. do consistent in their tracking consistent like uh, I was trying to come up with that acronym where we were trying I was like how do I put into that those word like a real short acronym or words to get people to understand it's it's really just as simple as taking action, tracking your results, and then pivoting mm-hmm. when you see what the results are telling you. But it's that for some reason we don't track what we have done and we don't realize that, hey, look, you can very easily go, my transaction goals 30. Where those come from from my historic records is it comes from my sphere, it comes from my open houses, well, it comes from my FISBOs. Tracking doesn't feel productive. Tracking feels like, well, I could either spend time tracking or I could get back on the phone. Yes, correct. But but you don't know how many phone calls. Like imagine it's like right. you should know right now how many phone calls does it take you to get an appointment? Right. Like how many phone calls on average, like my guys on the phone will call 150 you know, calls, let's say on average a day. They might talk to about 10 to 11 people. Mm-hmm. They might talk to about 10 to 11. Like actual real, real conversations. Out of that, they need to close two if they're really good, but the average person is going to close 1.3, 1.4. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just interesting how it's like Joe Frazier, who's one of our top reps, knew. Now, he's gotten better over time, so I'll call him out a little bit. So he's gotten a little lazier over time, I say. But he's gotten better <laughs> over time, and he knew he had to hit three and a half hours of phone time a day. He had to be somewhere in that range every single day for him to hit what he wanted to in his quota every two weeks for his paycheck. So he had his way of going, like, I know I need to be around three and a half hours of phone time. If I consistently hit three and a half hours of phone time, I'm going to actually hit this quota. And that's how he used to dictate his day. I say you go even deeper than that, which is you should know literally down. And we don't even do a great job about this on our sales floor, but you should go down to where you know today, in order for me to make 100K or you know 500,000 in GCI, I need to sell 30 homes at this much. And my 30 homes are going to come from open houses. They're going to come from FISBOs expires. They're going to come from, you know, let's say my sphere of influence. With my sphere of influence, one out of 50 people are going to convert this year. And in order to do that, I need to touch them six times a year. Like you break it down and then you now know exactly what you should do when you wake up. 
Now, I actually heard, which I thought was really good from, I think it was Dave Robards, who's one of Grant Cardone's sales managers, so shout out to him. He was talking about one of the things that helped him, and I think changed his life with what Grant Cardone taught him with his goals, was you should write down your goals every single day. You should write them down. So you, everybody writes them down January 1st, and he says, who has the better chance of winning? The person who writes down their goals January 1st one time or the person who's writing down their goals 365 it's days a year. Creates focus. And he says what he creates does for focus. his team, and I haven't implemented on my team. I probably should. He makes his team write them down two times a day. Right. So you're literally, Dude, a, a you're big, literally big writing down check, your goals like right? 700 plus times a year. Come back who's going to win? Sluggish. Write who's going to win? Goal, who's going to win? And then it's the, it's the quote I always give from that real estate agent of, when you can, when you pick up that 50 pound phone or knock on that door that you don't want to, or do the things you don't want to do, it's when your goal is bigger than your fear. It's when your why is bigger than your fear. And if you're not constantly reminding yourself of that goal, if you're not constantly reminding yourself of that why, there's no way you will win and actually pick up that phone. And what's so interesting about success, think of how long, how long have you been here? 17 years. 17 years. Yep. And you think about, like, think about our successes here. And it's like, it never was, except this weekend when we did the online signups and it was freaking unreal. I mean, or I guess this is recorded in the past. So when you guys hear this, it won't be this weekend. But No, the, but it's okay. But the, Thank, this but is the Thanksgiving point weekend. Is like, that right? was our huge, yeah. like, just yeah. huge win. But it's the sum of the, like, the small things. It's the day in and day out, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, I'm so, like, when I get off my goals of doing the things that I consistently wanted to do. What's so disappointing about it is that you just go, man, there's just no easy way to winning. And it's like, now it's like, because I missed, I, I took off going to the gym that time, I can't make it up by right. going harder. Well, you can't make a baby with nine women in the room, right? You, well, you it takes make, nine months. What, what's that saying? Yeah, you can't like, make a baby in a month. with. Yeah, exactly. I need Josh to clarify. If you're in sales or own a business, you know that you have to be consistently prospecting and filling your pipeline with leads and contacts to have a profitable sales funnel. And one of the most tried and true tactics for generating new leads from your community is geographic farming. The most effective way to geographic farm is still with direct mail, like postcards. As you know, we're big fans of Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Well, did you know that based on the research conducted in preparation for that book, it shows that if a business sends a quality piece of direct mail, like a postcard, to their farm every month for 12 months, they should gain one client or transaction for every 50 homes on that list. And that's why we created Reminder Media's 12 Direct program. The program is simple. Send a new postcard every month to your farm for 12 months. You can set up your entire year in as little as five minutes. Each month, we'll update your postcard with new timely content that will keep you top of mind and generate valuable leads. Learn more about Reminder Media's 12 Direct program at ReminderMedia.com postcard. And if you're already a client of Reminder Media, you can save 20% off your next order by using the promo code STAYPAID20. That's ReminderMedia.com postcard and use the promo code STAYPAID20. The point being is like, that's what success is like. You can't fake it. Like you can't just like, ah, oh, crap. Missed out. Now let's put nine women in a room and well, have a dude, baby in a month. The, the, the goals that doesn't we work set, that way. <laughs> Andrea's losing her mind. What's so here. funny, and I, I, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but what it makes me <laughs> probably not. No one knows where I'm going with that. <laughs> what one. it makes me think about is obviously we've had our goals as a marketing team over the course of the year. It's all tracked back to ultimately the sales. We reverse engineer everything based on the based on the sale. You know, based on a, a new client. 
Um, now that's then all calculated in terms of like how, how long an existing client will stay with us, but it still yep. comes back to a new client. When we set a goal, a huge goal of 200 online signups in a four day period, that team got so freaking creative in terms of the videos that mm. we produced, the copy that we wrote, the landing, the follow-up sequences freaking that were generated. And now it's and it's it's all because it was it was such a tight focus goal that now we can take everything that we did and learn from that. And yeah, we we almost doubled our goal with 369 online signups and, and our sales team broke their record by more than more Well, than I'm gonna double. go even like um, one of the Negatives of setting goals yeah. and negatives of, of tracking is that it causes inaction, um, which is very interesting. It's like, it's like I think of Ricky Carruth, he comes to my mind because he has relationships over transactions. And I guarantee you, if I asked him, hey, do you reverse engineer, you track your stuff? I think I've seen him say this on Instagram. He would probably say no. And he probably would say, no, I don't really track. Not that he's not tracking what's happening in his business, but he would go, no, I'm just out here to help people. I'm not counting you as like a, a tra- so the the negative that can be of setting goals like Steve Acre does Steve Acre really set goals like Steve Acre obviously like I mean come on they're smiling at me right now the guy doesn't <laughs> really set goals no. I mean come on right this guy's multi-millionaire he doesn't really set goals not in terms of, I don't think there's an well but it I, doesn't mean he doesn't function off of goals so like everybody's listening going wait wait a sec wait a second if if Ricky Carruth is not really setting goals and Steve it's not that they're not setting big goals in their life but they are not leading goals a lot of times people will set goals the wrong way. They start they play business. Yes. And in the in one of the deaths of people and deaths of organizations, they play business. And and this is why you read these books, Death by Meeting. Yes. Because you're freaking having a meeting to make yourself feel good you about got something done. Yeah, you got something done. We sat in a meeting. We talked about Instagram. We talked items. about social media. We feel good today. And I walk away and I go, I go, yeah, crap. But I would say like, relationships no. over transactions is more of a more of a value. Uh, uh, an internal value than than necessarily a goal. Like it Ricky is. Cruz isn't saying I don't need to make any transactions. He's just saying from the standpoint of hey, I value the relationship that I've created with that over. The, but I can't eat without the transactions. To me, goals are if you don't set goals, it usually comes because you don't have the habits to enable you to set in, in those goals and track those goals. I mean, myself, like when I think of Steve, right, because Steve's an incredible entrepreneur, incredible sales guys. It, it's not that he has anything negative against goals. But he set goals. I remember sitting down, this, this is going back to 2004, 2005, sitting down around a table. Was the gold 500 million? No. In, yeah, dude, in, in Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, there's like five of us there. And, and he's sitting us down, and we're like, we're all like, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I think we just finished like our third printing of our first print run because we, yeah. we screwed up the printers that we had screwed up the first two. So we found a third printer by the third printing, and they, they did a great job. They're still our printer today. And he goes, I want to be the next, I think it was Meredith Publishing, right? Yeah, he, yeah, goes, yeah. he goes, I, you, I see you guys looking at me. We just printed 20,000 magazines. We have, we have 100 and... 120 clients, I think, or no, 212 clients yep. for our first printing. He goes, I see you guys, we're going to be sending 2 million magazines a month. And we're <laughs> like, we are? Well, you see the power. That's actually well, a look, great point. How many years have we survived as a business versus every other business that starts? What did that enable you to do? 
uh, it, it enables to you rise to up ra to something. Yeah, and ra right. rally together yes. and charge towards the hit. Like, that's the power of setting a goal is it drives you to something. And it's just, I guess what I'm saying to people is that but you're I just right. don't get sit there and reverse down. <laughs> right, you're not reverse. Like, so I don't want your goals to cause inaction. Right. But man, if we could all just be so disciplined, like if you could wake up at 4 a.m. every morning, go to the gym, sit down, write your goals, track yourself from, like if you, like your eight hour day today, think back about what you really did. So that's all mindset. I mean, that's really, I mean, it's what you're discipline. talking about is mindset. It's discipline. Yeah. It comes down to your standards and your discipline. How disciplined are you? I'd look back at my, you know, what time is it we're recording this? It's about 3.30. Like I was here about 7.30 this morning is when I was pulling in, sometime around then. Yep. What did I really do from 7.30 to now? So if I was like so disciplined in every area of my life, which is almost impossible, think of how productive I can be. And it's like that challenge. It's like that's why you well, want Gary, I just watched a video of Gary Vee, and he said one of the things that he's done is he's, he's just really respected his time. Like, he's, like one of the things he said was meetings. Uh, he, goes, he goes, there is such a thing as a seven-minute meeting. It was so many meetings that we have are 30 minutes long because that's nice and even and yep. equal and it's expected for a meeting to last 30 minutes. He goes, no, schedule a seven-minute meeting. That's beautiful. What does dude, that that's give a you? golden nugget. That gives you three extra minutes to check your email, check your DMs, do something else that's going to help build relationships. Yeah, it's going to be pragmatic and actually move the, the needle forward. Right. And that's, that's what it really boils that's, down to. Is that's our, why you hear CEOs that schedule everything in five, you know, every, in five minute, every 15 minute blocks. Yep. It's scheduled. Uh, Mark Cuban won't take meetings unless he's picking up a check. Elon Musk doesn't want meetings. Jeff Bezos requires you to put out a memo of exactly what the meeting is going to be about before you can have a meeting. Like, we could have a whole a podcast on yeah on meetings. <laughs> no, it's just like the number one death in business is we play business. Yeah, that's a great way to put we it. We play business. It's that it's like it's because that it kind of makes you feel good. is a golden nugget. Yeah, don't play business. Don't play business. Don't play. We do it all the time. I do it all the time. You play can't help yourself. You just you just settle and you go. And David Goggins, man, read his book. It's an incredible book. But he talks about like literally this idea that when you get to the point of giving up mentally. When you can't do any more, you're only 40% done. And that's how weak the human mind is. I used now, to do this Whether thing or not when that's I would... true or not, like Ariel, Google that. Like, I love how we think Google's the standard of truth now. Fact check that. But, but the point being is, like, like you have 60% more in you. 60% more in you than what you're putting Real, forward today. Yeah. And it's the standards. And Ed Milet's analogy or example of the temperature on the wall is so incredible. I encourage you guys go watch his, you know, just Google Ed Milet, you'll, you'll see one of his videos with it. But he talks about you set the standards of your life, you set the temperature of your life. And it doesn't matter what books I give you, what inspiration, what podcast you listen to, doesn't matter. He goes, you might have, the temperature might rise a little bit, but guess what, it's gonna go back down. Mm -hmm. It's gonna regulate to whatever that temperature that you set on your life, that's where you're gonna get back to. And then what's so crazy is that you usually set the temperature on your life by the six people, closest people you are yeah. too. So it's like, yeah, I told my sales callers this, and think about this for your own life. I told my sales callers that were new, I said, you two. I said, guess what? Whether you know it or not, you're setting your standards of how well you're doing based upon her right beside you. Because she got a deal, and now you're thinking to yourself, if I just get two deals, mm -hmm. at least I'm doing better than her. And so you're setting your standard subconsciously, not even realizing it by that, instead of going, two deals, two deals, a joke, I'm going to get 10 deals, mm -hmm. and start acting in a way that gets you 10 deals. Yeah. I used to, you're talking about David Goggins, you know, 40%, you're only 40% there or whatever. Yeah. 
um, whenever I would like spin or run or whatever and, and try and go for distance or time, I would always go like, like eh, anyone can do something for five minutes three times, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone can do something for five minutes two times. That's actually do something a great for five minutes one time, it. and it's just enough to kind of get you through. And and I think the parallel to to business in a way, and this I'm going to tie it all back. You guys are going to be blown away by this. I'm going to tie it all back. I'm getting the sound effects. The ready. parallel there is when it comes to losing weight or getting um, getting fit. We know that if if you go run, you're going to lose weight. So mm. then it's just a matter of pushing yourself to run further, faster, longer, stronger. If you go, you believe spin, in that the results will happen. Yeah, you're going, dude. You're going to, like it's proven. Like if yeah. you go do these exercises, you're going to lose weight. Where it comes down to the goals and reverse engineering them, and then you get into the mindset is if you can figure out what activities you have to do that are guaranteed to produce results, then it's just a mindset of how disciplined are you in order to do them every single day, all day long. How much fight? How much fight do you have in you? Did I share about the quote of the Zillow president? I was waiting for my wait, golden wait, wait. nugget. Ding. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I love that money sound. Did I share with you about the president of Zillow resigning and what he wrote? No. I, 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 it, forgive me if I've shared this on the podcast, but it was so impactful to me. The president of Zillow. I actually sent it to Steve. Mm. I sent this quote to Steve. And he thought he took it actually the wrong way. He thought I was telling him it was time for him to resign. It was hilarious. And I said, oh, man, don't be a little baby. And I was like, that's not what I was saying at all. It wasn't crossing my uh, mind that way. But here's what it was. He basically was saying, I'm paraphrasing, but read this. He was stepping down and saying like Zillow was one of the most instrumental things in his life. It's been an amazing. He grew the sales to, to over a billion dollars. I mean, sure. it's incredible, this guy. And he's stepping down. He's taking six months off. He doesn't know what his next venture is going to be. But he said startups are such an intense experience and requires so much effort and energy and fight. He goes, it requires a new team every 10 years. And what I took that quote to mean, and this is what I believe I he's really saying. Left. Yeah, this is what, what I, I just heard. Dude, this is what I believe he was saying. I think it's so powerful. He wasn't saying that he can't take Zillow to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's not what he was saying. It wasn't about his talent. It was his fight. He didn't have the energy. Think of you day one on the job. How much energy are you putting up? You're like on your toes. Hey, what do you need me to do? Day one, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody is like, I'm on my toes. Like, but then so what happens? True. You get comfortable. Get comfortable. You get comfortable. And your fight goes down. Yep. And when your fight goes down, it's not that you can't do it. It's that he goes, it takes a fresh team mm -hmm. to have the, the fight. Because how, many, how much have we been through? We've been through so much. Yes. And so when you when you hit another hill, you just go. You Went go, through 2008. Uh, you go well. It you know, I mean you know it is what it is. I mean I guess that <laughs> will hopefully handle itself. Instead of if it was day one on the job, you'd be attacking that problem. Dude, I think of all good. the problems like oh yeah day one you'd be attacking that with fight, with energy, with passion. And so the the real winners are the ones who have the fight. And you think about Steve, like he has relentless fight. Yeah. And you think about Elon Musk, relentless fight. I guarantee you, you interview LeBron James, Tom Brady, relentless in, in their, their fight. Like they just don't let go. They're a bulldog. They don't give up. They Kobe Bryant misses the shot in the finals. If you guys haven't watched Kobe Bryant's Muse, he misses the shot in the finals and he comes back. And what does he do that night? He calls, I think it was his middle school gym or his high school gym person and gets them to open up the high school gym. And he shoots that shot all night. He shoots that same shot he missed all night long. And you ask yourself, when you pick up that 50-pound phone 
and you're calling those fizzbos. How much fight do you have? That's what it is. And it's, it really boils down to that. If you want to hit your goals, if you want to be in the 8%, how much fight do you have? Dude, but that, that was is, an incredible quote, dude. And when I good. think about the, the, when the person who starts their job fresh. Yeah, everyone knows that feeling. Everyone has seen that person. Everybody's Everyone seen that person, has been that person, yep. and the level, the intensity that you have is a lot different than when you're there for three years. That's, that's so true. That is our theme here for 2020. We're announcing it now. Relentless. Relentless. Be relentless. I, don't Be know re- I love that, actually, though. Be I relentless. That. I love that. With a fearless attitude. Fearless was our 20, <laughs> 2019 theme. Fearless is our core values for anybody I gotta listening come up with who a new didn't get that joke. <laughs> well, you see on our, if you go check yeah, we out should our have another. Page. Yeah, let's get another sign. Be relentless. Yeah. Fearless is our is our core values. It stands for fun, extreme ownership, action, relationships, leadership, entrepreneurial spirit, service, and sales. So now I gotta come up with relentless. Let's see, relentless. We still have the R for relationships. What was actually really cool about fearless. Is, so everybody knows as we put together our core values, like we as a team thought about it, it talked to people, and we didn't come up with the acronym fearless. But we came up with these themes. Yeah. Like as we talked to each other and we were putting them down on paper, we actually came up with these themes that happened to, as Josh, our wordsmith in marketing, just happened to go, wow, all of this really can be summarized in these words that make up fearless. And then I brought it back the next day. I'm like, guys, this is genius. Yes. And Luke goes... Isn't that the name of a Taylor Swift album? Yeah, I did say that. It is the name of a Taylor Swift album. But you had Roe at one point, too, didn't you? You had Roe as an acronym. I was like, nah, dude, that's not near. Well, everyone Roe in the same direction. Like, that was the idea. Everyone. See, guys, even we, when we put together our core values, there was a, there was a lot of work. There's no bad that. ideas in brainstorming, <laughs> only in decisions. Yeah, only in decisions. <laughs> then you reap the consequences. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast heading into the new year. Hope it gave you some inspiration. to. Not get... hope. It did. It did. Dude, you're right. I'm... LeBron James would not be sitting around hoping. He would not be hoping to win the championship, Josh. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be winning championships. I'm going to give myself a money sign for that. Make sure you check out this video uh, of, uh, for this podcast over statepaypodcast.com. You can also find our lead tracker worksheet. I'm telling you, this this... This worksheet is really, really good. It's it's designed for real estate because it has a lot of like real estate specific stuff in there in terms of uh, leads to a listing appointment, right? Listing appointment to listing sold, and then and then commission. But you yes. can you can use this for anything. Um, you can put your own commission. You can put your own average sales price in there, and then it actually has tabs within the workbook that include Facebook. So we included some of our own numbers. From Facebook, we ran a bunch of Facebook ads. We showed how many uh, how many impressions you have to get in order to get that much uh, clicks. How mm-hmm. many clicks you have to get to get that many leads on your website. How many leads you have to get to get that many appointments. Uh, and you can do that for postcards. You can do that for our own magazine. We know right. that if you send the magazine out to 50 people, you're going to get 19 referrals over the next year. Statistically, that's what the numbers say. Then all you have to figure out is, well, what do my referrals convert at? If your referrals mm-hmm. convert at 50 percent then you're looking at eight to nine transactions from that specific piece of marketing. Then you just roll through all your other marketing pieces. So check that out as well over at staypaidpodcast.com in the show notes. And if you're interested in supporting the show, you can uh, help us out by rating us on iTunes, five stars. We are number... (coughs) Clear your throat. As of uh, this recording, we are number 37. Yeah, I didn't didn't believe it. I freaked out. In the... uh, On Apple iPod, iTunes? Apple (laughs) iPod. This is what happens when Apple I don't iTunes. write an outro. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I write everything down. No, we are the number one podcast 
in the 37th spot in right the 37th now. spot i'm just calling it for 20 on yeah. apple podcast so rate rate us five stars leave a comment that's going to help us rise up the charts the other way is to tell a friend about the show and share on social media our goal for stay paid in 2020 is to be number one one and we need you Numero even you one. can make a difference and you can make a difference and you can yeah. make a difference if you did not see the YouTube video and you're watching this, if you're watching this on audio, if you're listening to this on audio, I pointed at the camera right there. Thank you so much for listening. For this episode of Stay Paid, I am Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. And the action item, obviously, is easy. Of you got to put down your goals on paper. So I'm not even going to give you that as an action item. That is just a, you have to do it. If you don't, you're nuts. I believe you need to address the standards that you have for yourself and that you have for your team. And I think if you don't have standards, obviously you need to put those down. Most people have standards. They just don't recognize the that they have standards. Effect. You need to raise your standards. <laughs> you have to raise your standards, guys. It is literally your standards that will dictate you will never exceed the standards that you've put on yourself. Raise your standards. And, and you know, Grant Cardone has written a whole book called 10X, The 10X Rule. Go read that book. But it's about raising your standards and performing at a higher level. The difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every industry is they take action. So take action on that today.